Welcome! My name is Yolanda, and you are listening to the By Y'all's podcast. Welcome to our first episode with our guest. I think some of you already know who might be, but I'm here with Rafael Dias. Hello. Good to be here. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm thank excited. you. Thank you for coming. I think it's going to be fun. Um, so before we start, I just want you to like present yourself and let people know who you are, you know, where you're from and what you've been doing. <laughs> yeah, so Rafael, or if you want to get a little bit gringo there, you can say Rafael. I'm from Portugal. I'm from the north of Portugal, close to a city called Porto. And yeah, I've known Yolanda since we were probably 13, 14 years yeah. old. Mm -hmm. uh, we've known each other since that age and been good friends since then. So yeah. it's, been, it's been really good. Yeah, it's it's crazy how like how long we've been friends and like we were friends in Portugal and then we moved here. <laughs> and like, you know, I moved here and you moved right after mm -hmm. because you were at admission. Oh, where did you serve admission if you want to tell me? Yeah, that? yeah. I served admission in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you went to Portugal because of COVID. Right? Yes, and okay. I did serve a little bit there during COVID. And a funny story, while I was finishing my mission in Portugal, Yolanda uh, helped us teach a friend. And it was oh, a friend, yeah. a friend yeah. of hers. Pedro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he was learning about the church and Yolanda referred us. Pedro and we were teaching him and Yolanda was helping us with it. So it's so it was I know. so funny. Yeah, but it was during COVID, so we just saw like Yeah, it was just over Zoom. Yeah, it was just over Zoom. And I was like when I knew it was Hafa, like the elder, I was like, Yes, yeah. let's go. I know Hafa. <laughs> um yeah, and then funny story too. So Hafa knows my husband, Matthew, for those who don't know. Do you want to explain how you know him? Yes. So Matthew, uh Omateus, <laughs> he he was companions with my brother uh, in Portugal. And I was just finishing up there because of COVID, right? And we were in the same zone, so we went on some exchanges, and it was just a great time. We've just been good friends since then. And even after the mission, I came I came here to the U.S. and the first person I I saw was was Matthew, and yeah. And then I kind of set the and Matthew up. And, you did. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, literally in our like wedding registry, or like whatever the website that we have. Like I don't know if you saw that, but we literally like put your name there because you were the person. Because you were like kind of 50-50, like, yeah, we don't know if we like each other. And you were like, I know you both like each other. What are you guys doing? Yep. And you were the one that like, just go, reach out, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to take any credit. It's all on them, but <laughs> just had to give a little push I know. to, to I both of them. But it's just crazy. I just want people to have the perspective of like, we were friends before while we were teenagers. You went on a mission. Even during the mission, I remember I emailed you and mm -hmm. like I had like the Harry Potter like reference. Mm -hmm. Remember with yeah. Hermione because like Hafa and I yeah really mm -hmm. like Harry Potter, and then you know Hafa met Matthew. They ended up being my husband, and like I moved here, he moved here, and Hafa was the one who set us up. So it's just kind of crazy how like the world was so small around you know and just yeah it's really cool though. Yeah, yeah. we never know. The, the way it turns out, right? It's just yeah. crazy. It's crazy. World. It's crazy. Okay, do you want to tell them that you're studying too? Yes, so I'm uh, stud uh, I'm studying accounting at BYU. Um, I'm going to be a junior this fall, so I'm excited for that. Um, I love business in general, but I love different languages. I love traveling and different cultures. It's fascinating me a lot. And I'm, I love sports as well. I'm uh, soccer, in particular football, just my favorite sport. Ronaldo the goat, just of course. get a little bit out there. <laughs> Europe. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Represent. Yeah. So. so it's been fun. So we're both going to the same university too. So we're at BYU. It's Brigham Young University. For those who don't know, we're both members um, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So BYU, it's kind of like a university church that we have in Utah. And so, yeah, so it's kind of cool because we're all like in the same environment, you know, mm -hmm. same university, kind of mm -hmm. doing the same things. We're not. So, yeah, so it's yep. cool. Yeah, okay, so Rafa is here today because you guys already know he's from Portugal, I'm from Portugal, and we kind of just want to talk a little bit about the journey to the U.S., our experiences of why we wanted to move, how life has been here, some stuff that we felt since we've been here, so yeah, I think it would be fun to just like go over it, because I get a lot of questions from people, and I told you this before we started recording, but I just feel like sometimes I just give my perspective and I'm like, but there's like so many people here that are from Portugal too, mm -hmm. that like could give you a completely different perspective probably, you know? So I think it would be cool to like bring those people to you and just give them this perspective of like, yeah, I have my perspective, but half is his, you know, his brother has his, like, 
other friends that we have from Portugal, you know, so I think it would be fun. So do you want to tell us how this started with like coming to the US, when it started, why you wanted to come? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I actually don't think there's a lot of us here. Uh, there's maybe not even, I mean, six or seven on the, like the whole university. There are not a lot of people from Portugal here in Utah. But um, honestly, so growing up, I, I've been a member of the church my whole life, but I've never had in mind coming to the U.S. There was just not a country that fascinated me at all. Um, my, some might know, but a European perspective on Americans has kind of declined over the years, and I did not have a good idea of America in the U.S., and I just didn't have any reason to come here. But when I was getting ready to serve a mission, I was called to serve in Arizona. I was very excited for that. I was just I just felt it was the right place for me to be. And then during my mission, my idea on the U.S. and American people in general changed a lot. I started to learn and really love these people and just like American ideals. And I just started to like it. And then when I went back, I prayed a lot about it and felt that I should come to study at BYU. And yeah, I've been here since then. And it's been a great opportunity. It's really good. I love the U.S. And people are so nice here. Sometimes I think even way too nice. Uh, so it's 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 been really good. Just honestly, just felt feels like the right place to be at this time. Yeah, um, I think that it's funny. Did you ever think though of like moving at all from? Port yeah, I know you didn't like think of the U.S. before, but like, did you think about it? Like any other country in Europe? Did you wanted to move at all, or like leave Portugal for a while, um, or did you never had that feeling growing up? I think it's a fair question. I mean, I feel like. I don't know, how do you feel about this? In Portugal, I think we kind of grow up knowing or there is a chance of like being in a different place in Europe at some point in your life, not permanently necessarily, but you might end up working somewhere else for a little bit. So I did have that idea mm -hmm. that there was a chance, but I mean, I was always very close to my family mm -hmm. and honestly just kind of took me to go on a mission and understanding that I'll be all right without them if they're mm -hmm. out there all the time to kind of separate a little bit and be willing to mm -hmm. the possibility of mm -hmm. moving away if that makes sense yeah and i think that's what's the funny part is for me because like i always felt like i wanted to like leave too but i always knew it was going to be the u.s which is kind of really weird because because i also have like this different so when i was 10 my parents like we came to utah uh -huh. right to visit because we have a family in beaver that we know so i was 10 i was like oh this is great but i was a kid too so i was like it's kind of weird And then, but since, like, I was 10, I started talking about, I want to move to the U.S., I want to move to the U.S., and my parents were, like, kind of, like, okay, like, kind of weird why you want to move specifically to mm -hmm. the U.S., but they're, like, okay, you should. and I think it was because of the church, too, you know, so I was just, like, why not, if I'm going to move, I'm going to move somewhere where the church is, or at least more, you know, mm -hmm. but, and then, when I was 16, I came for a month alone, so I came to the U.S. a month all by myself, and I stayed with the same family that we knew in Beaver, Because, and I came because my parents were like, okay, we want you to go for a month and like actually figure out if that's what you want to do. I had a year left in high school. You know, I graduated from high school when I was 17. So my parents were like, you need to go. You need to see if you really like if that's what you want. And then we'll see. And it was, it was cool and it was a fun experience. But I think like emotionally, I wasn't prepared yet because of the same thing. Like you said, the mission helped you figure that out. But when I came, like I was here for two weeks and I started crying because I was like, I want to go back home, you know, because <laughs> it was weird, especially because I was also in Beaver. So I wasn't actually like leaving the college life. I was like with the family that have their own routines. So I was like, I'm just here like doing nothing. You know, like we did fun stuff, but it was just like most of the time they were working and doing their stuff. And I'm like, I don't fit in at all. So, yeah. So and then I came that time and I'm like, I don't think I'm prepared yet. So I did my bachelor's in Portugal. Right. And I did everything in Portugal. But then I had I always had the thought in the back of my mind, the same thing. Like you said, I had to leave Portugal at some point, you know, and I, that's what you said. I feel like our generation all have that feeling. And I was like, and so COVID came and everything stopped. And I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I just graduated and like, I can't work because it's COVID, you know? And so like, I don't know if it was depression, but I was going through like a period of like, I don't know what to do. I'm lost, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm a planner, you know, too. So I was like, I was going crazy. And my dad was like, why don't you go and try it? Go. My dad was like, because I started with the ELC too. So I didn't even go like university right away. Right. Because I had to go do a master's if I went for that, because I already had a bachelor's. And my dad was just like, well, go do something that is like more low key, you know, instead of like 
enrolling for four years in university or whatever take it like step by step like take it like six months like it was a mission if you like it you like it if you don't you always have to take it back you know mm -hmm. and like and i was always super scared because financial you know like oh it's so expensive in the u.s how am i gonna do it i can't pay for it tuition it's like three thousand dollars and like in portugal it's like 69 euros you know and i was like what am i gonna do and my dad was like don't freak out like once you get there you'll see there are student jobs there are stuff you know so my dad was really pushed me to do it and i was like okay i'm gonna do it and i came one day you know and it's just like and i stayed and it's been like two years almost but i think it's just interesting you know because i feel like you have the mission to kind of show you that you oh i actually kind of like this place and i like these people and since i was 10 i was like i want to go to the u.s i didn't know when specifically but i knew i wanted to go so i think it's kind of fun that you have huh. you know you felt like it was the right place to be at some point in the future you didn't know quite when yeah but you knew it would happen at some point so i guess like how did you know so soon that you wanted to come here because i mean what attracted you to the us so early on i guess well i'm kind of <laughs> we've had this conversation before i love portugal but you know that i have my stuff in portugal i'm like i just can't deal with it and i feel like the us is like the opposite of portugal because it is like in terms of like politics and everything you know it's like it's the opposite of portugal you know and i think i'm like oh i want to do something it's opposite because why not it's but you fun. thought about it as like a 10 year old no that's my question right i mean for sure when i was 10 it was because of the church i was mm -hmm. like it's so cool the church is there everyone's a member i want to have that you know So I thought it was just like super cool that everyone in Utah was from the church, which is not true either anymore, you know, but it's just like when you're 10, you think like, oh my gosh, they're just like me. And I thought that was really cool. And then growing up, when I came when I was 16 too, dating culture, stuff like this, I was like, this is completely different. Because like in Portugal, even if we date a member, it's different. It's, it's not the same thing as here, mm -hmm. you know, and like it was definitely the church environment. That it's like, it's good. At the same time, there's some stuff here that I'm like, you guys need to be a little more like open <laughs> to the world because not the whole world is like, you know, mm. Utah. But it was, the church was definitely, and it's funny though, because like it ended up being the church because I married Matthew. It was a place where I actually met Matthew too, you know? So I'm like, I understand why the church was my main factor because that's where I met my husband, BYU. I mean, it was kind of the mission too, but like BYU was like the place where, you know, we met. So I was like, it was definitely the church, I think. So, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I guess you're, I mean, girls are more mature than guys, right? You start thinking about stuff before we do. Yeah, not when <laughs> for we're me, 10, it took me a mission but... for you. You knew that when yeah. you're 10. So. I mean, not really, not really, but yeah. But, and I even feel like, I don't know if you have a lot of friends in Portugal that, like, they started to move to Europe. But, I don't know. I feel like even people that don't end up, like, going to the U.S. I feel like Portuguese people end up going a lot to Europe in general because it is closer, you know, but it's still a different country. But I feel like a lot of my friends went as well, because, like, to some countries because, oh, they had family or they had, like, people that they knew already, you know, or, like, it's countries that, like, they actually give you a better lifestyle, you know? So it's just like, they kind of make decisions based on the mm -hmm. same thing. Yeah, and sometimes they speak the language as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is super close and it's just cheap to travel and, you know, just convenient. Portugal, unfortunately, kind of became more of a, a hub for tourism mm -hmm. and for certain industries. And if you don't work in those industries, then it's just better if you work in some other country in Europe and then you go home every month or mm -hmm. go home every weekend, even if you want, because it's so cheap to travel. Yeah, yeah it's completely different. So, do you feel like you want to stay in the U.S.? Oof, You've had that's this conversation. a rough question. <laughs> I think that's a rough question. I mean, I love the U.S. Mm -hmm. I love the U.S. But I do feel like, I mean, Europe is home, right? And will always be. There will be always a piece of my heart left in Portugal and in Europe. I mean, I would totally be willing to live in the U.S. for a little bit, but I would love to come back at some point. And to, especially to be able to help with the church over there. Mm -hmm. I feel, I don't know if you feel the same way. I feel like here we can make an impact, obviously. You can serve, it can help, but I feel like you're more needed over there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a primary reason why I would want to go back. Um, of course, being closer to family is a plus, mm -hmm. but I mean, still up in the air. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out in the future, but... Yeah, yeah, but I like what you said, because I had my crisis here too, and we could probably talk about any cultural shocks that we had, but when I... So I moved in 2021, like you, I came in August, and like October... I had this really bad crisis of like, I want to go back to Portugal. I was like, I hate the US. I hate these people. They're like, they don't understand how bread is like not good here. They don't understand the food sucks here. So like, it was really bad, which it's not in word, but like my mentality was just like, Portugal's the best, you know, like I want to go back. 
Um, and it was also because my brother left on a mission too. So like everything, a lot of things were happening in my family, you know, and I was like here watching it happen. And I'm like, I want to be there. I want to say goodbye to my brother. You know, I'm not going to see him. Like I had this really bad crisis and it was interesting because what, part of the crisis was the church thing that you just talked about, like making the impact because I came from Portugal. I had like four callings. Mm-hmm. Like when I came from Portugal, you know, and everyone was telling me like, please don't go. Like we need you here. Please don't go. And I'm like, I understand, you know, but I need to try something else because and it's funny because now I look back and like at the same time, those four callings were also driving me insane. My life is just like church, church, going to college, work, church, 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 you know, which is good. But it's also if you don't know how to say no to some things, mm-hmm. it's just like you go a little crazy, you know, and that's what was happening with me. But that crisis that I had, I was in Beaver because it was Halloween. And the family in Beaver, his name is Scotty Pugh. Distance. Shout out. Shout Scotty. out. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, we actually had a conversation because I told Scott, I want to go back to Portugal. And I was like in the middle of the semester at DLC, right? And he was like, and he's a therapist, by the way. So like, you know, and he deals with returning missionaries or like missionaries and stuff like that. And so he was like, okay. He was like, I hear you. He was like, can you wait until the semester ends in December so you don't go like in the middle of it? Because he told me too, the worst you can do is like go in the middle of the crisis because you're not going to see beyond the crisis. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be stuck in the crisis and you think that's your reality. And he was like, and I just don't want you to go and make a mistake. And then you get there and you're still in the same like, ah, I should have stayed. At least to see if I and could. regret the decision. Yes. Yeah. Because I told him and I talked about, I'm here and like, I don't do anything at the church. Like, I feel like they don't need me. He told me like, you need to understand like in Portugal, you're at the church and you have like, four stars and you're one of the stars. Here you're at the church, but you probably have like 50 stars. And he was like, you're still one of the stars, but you don't have to be the only star out of like, I don't know how many people. And I was like, interesting. So it was kind of interesting. Like, and now that I look at, I just feel like here with the church, you can be a little bit more like slow paced with callings you know mm-hmm. and things like that like I've had callings since I've been here you know I was like Relief Society first counselor you know and now I teach in Relief Society but I don't need to have four callings because that's what was happening in Portugal so I feel like yes you're very involved you know and you impact because you have those four callings or whatever but then sometimes you also go crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah it is I think it's definitely easier to balance things out here mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot more people to, to help but I do feel like you a little bit because it is hard to feel useful when you're not doing as much right yeah but that's the goal right the goal is to be able to have enough people that the work can be divided Mm -hmm. and that everyone can grow together yeah and i think that's we're not quite there in portugal yet because there's not enough people that are able Mm -hmm. to help Mm -hmm. that way so we just need to keep a little bit you know patience with those people and help them out but i do agree with you i i have a friend from norway and he feels the exact same way. He he didn't want to come to the U.S. to study. He was like very patriotic. He's like Norway is the best place in the world. I mean, it is a pretty good place. <laughs> but he he very anti-American even. I mean, um, but he he really felt he really felt that he should come to the U.S. after praying, and he felt like he was kind of like betraying his own people, his own culture, because he was really needed at home mm. in his word. Mm-hmm. And I felt a little bit like that honestly, because people were like, "Oh, you're gonna leave." We need you here. Yeah. You're so helpful. But when the Lord says go, you got to go. And yeah. I'm sure there is a reason for it. Right? Yeah. And everything will be figured out at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. So. And I also feel like, because when I moved here, I was very involved with the YSA. I think you remember that. And I feel like even moving gave opportunities to more people to grow to. Not because like, oh, you were taking the spot of someone. I feel like sometimes it was too easy to be like, oh, yeah, we need someone to do this. Let's call Yolanda because we know she's not going to say no. And mm-hmm. we know she's going to do it right. But I'm like, yeah, but there's a girl in the back of the room that she could probably do the same thing. And learn from it. Yeah, she's just not as involved because you guys don't make it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like this rule of thing like, yes, we love to serve and we're happy to do it. But sometimes it was always for the same, you know, it was always the same people doing it. And it doesn't have to be. Even if people do it wrong, it's fine. They are going to learn, you know, like you said. So, yeah, I don't know. But I understand. And I think it's also mindset. It's this thing of, like, having a big calling and a small calling. There's no big calling and small calling. It's Mm -hmm. a calling, you know. It's just, like, the thing, like, maybe here, you know, you open the door for someone. And in Portugal, you would be the first counselor of the bishopric. It's, like, you know, it's still a calling, though. You know, even opening the door. Exactly. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, but I understand. And there's a time and place for everything, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, we might be serving this way in this position but later it will serve in some other heavier i guess yeah, uh, yeah. calling and there's a time and a place so. yeah and i don't feel if you feel that too but 
even here with our leaders. And I think they have this mindset of like they're in college because like we're in like college. Yeah, we're in like college work. So I even feel like the callings we have in Portugal, like I said, it was like crazy. I have work, I have college, I have to go to it's church like right away. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We're, but, we're getting to that point. We'll get there. I know. At some point in the yeah, future. for sure. For <laughs> sure. I wanted to ask you, did you have any cultural shocks though? I told you kind of mine, but that's I don't know a, if you had. That's a rough question, but I, I feel like since I served my mission here before, all the cultural shocks that I had to experience happened during my mission. And there's mm -hmm. quite a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But when I came back here for college, I kind of knew what it was coming to. Mm -hmm. But yes, definitely many of them Okay. on the mission. Okay, yeah. And I thought you were going to say that too, because I was like, you know, when I was thinking of bringing you, I'm like, it's going to be cool because you have the perspective of like being a missionary and then coming as a normal, you know, young <laughs> Civilian. Man. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, yeah. And I figured that like your cultural shocks would be like more with the mission. And for me, it was just more like food. Even for, I feel like Americans are a little more like passive aggressive. We're more like, at least I am very straightforward. So sometimes they say I'm rude. I'm rude, but you want me to be passive aggressive. Like, you want me to, you know what I mean? So it's just like these shocks of like, yes. in Portugal, our moms are going to scream and tell you and you're going to be fine. And here's like, oh my gosh, you should not do that. You got to start always a sentence here with, I love you very much, but. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to do like, that. <laughs> you got to sugarcoat a little bit everything. I know, it's kind of weird. So it's like more these mm -hmm. things of like, and I haven't changed that yet. What I do now though <laughs> is when I meet people, I go like, okay, I'm going to be very straightforward. You got to prepare them for it. But yeah, I told them. But like, I have nothing against you. It's just like this thing, you know? So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, but that's cool that you didn't like experience them. Yeah. yeah. And there, there's quite a lot of things initially that I was very shocked. But also I do feel like the United States is a big place, right? So the culture shifts a lot from place mm -hmm. to place. I was in Arizona, so I assume the culture there is very similar to like Utah and I guess Western United States. But I was shocked how nice people were. Hmm. That kind of like threw me for a loop initially because I was like, you guys are way too nice. Like, yeah. It's good to be nice, but that's too much. I like, don't like it. <laughs> are you talking about like being nice, like fake nice, or just like too nice? You know what I mean? I guess a mix of everything. Like, okay. Initially, yes, definitely fake nice because they're, 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 it's hard for them to tell you things as they are. Yeah. They usually try to cover up with some niceness in between, mm -hmm. and you've got to read between the lines. Or sometimes they are really honestly nice people, mm -hmm. and I was just not used to people being that nice all the time. Interesting, yeah. And I was like... I guess, I don't know, a lot of, right. a lot of, uh, there's a lot of sun in Arizona, so maybe that's the reason why. Yeah, people are very, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like sometimes, and maybe it's more around girls. I feel like here they're a little more like fake nice. Probably. Oh my gosh, I love your dress. And I'm like, okay. Do you though? Do you? <laughs> I know, it's just like people are just trying to be nice. But I'm like, you don't have to like interact Compliment with me. me every single time I, I show up. I know, it's just interesting. <laughs> but I mean, it's nice, you know, I'm like, I go like, oh, thank you. Or sometimes you go like, I like your dress too. Yeah, and like simple things like, for example, like people like smiling to you while you're walking on the street. I know. I'm sure that the, if you're in a big city, that's probably different. But I went back home after the mission. I was like smiling at people and like people. waving. And people like looking at me like, it's wrong. I know, like, especially, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes the velhote in Portugal. The like people. you say, bon dia, they go like, bon dia, tudo bem, menina. But you know, but it's just like. Only if you're like super old though. Yeah, true. But yeah, no, I agree. When I moved here too, like I would just like walk from here, like not from here, but where I lived to like, you know, BYU. Mm -hmm. And like even guys would smile at me and I'll be like, what the? <laughs> I was like, what You're are like, you doing? Back off. <laughs> I know, like weird, you know? But yeah, it's just, it's just nice. You know, it's just, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Another, another cultural difference, I'd probably say patriotism. Yes. Don't you, don't you think? Oh, what, yes. what do you think on that? What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? I like it. I wish Portugal was more like this, even to fight the government. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I... She's going to start a revolution here. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we've had this conversation. And I told you too, like, I love Portugal, but I also have my things, you know, that are just like... Uh, that trigger you. Yeah. And so maybe that's why I was never very involved. But, like, I think we had talked about this when it was, like, the 4th of July. Honestly, the only times I remember people, like, singing the national anthem and, like, standing up or something or putting, like, their hand on their chest... Soccer matches. Just soccer. Which is kind of sad, though. But that's... I mean, soccer is a great reason to be patriotic. No, no, but I... But, you know, but, like, 25 de Abril, like, it's a Portuguese holiday that yeah. we have to, like, we... It's like a... Celebrate the... Revolution. Yeah. Happening as like, a dictator. I stay home the whole day and I do nothing. Fourth of July here, you have a three-day weekend, like, and you do a bunch of things. You have fireworks every night and you have, like, parades, you know? 
And mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't we do this in Portugal? Like, what is wrong? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, it's very cultural here. I've just been going on for, for a very long time. Americans in general love their country, and it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. And I definitely agree. It's something that we should implement or do better at, just being more patriotic. But, I don't know, we do feel like they have more of a sense of, kind of love for their for their homeland, for the principles they defend. We don't have that as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least we don't show it. Because yeah. we might have it, but we just don't show it yes, like they do. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. I, we, we do love our country, but we don't show it as yeah. much. And they are... Americans in general like to be more... How do I say this in a respectful way? Loud. Mm-hmm. They tend to be more... You know, they, they'll say... Especially about America. Yeah, they'll, defend. They'll, they'll yeah, defend yeah. and say it and show it. Yeah. And it's great. Sometimes it can be a little bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that? Yeah, I think it's... I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Don't get offended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People out there. You're gonna get canceled. Uh, no, it's it is it is it is really good to love the country, and I think it's definitely something great to that show we should it, yeah. we should do, implement more. Yeah. People are sometimes afraid to say that they love their country. Yeah, and I also feel because like, and everyone talks about America, good or bad, but one thing that everyone recognizes is just like how they are. You know, mm-hmm. like the thing that you're saying, like they show that they love their country. You know, when I came here like 13 years ago, and now you have like flags everywhere. Everywhere you go in America, you see, like, flags, you know? You see flags in the houses, you see flags in, like, stores. Like, you know, everywhere. Like, you drive through the highway when you see, like, big flags of, like... And I'm, like, interesting. We put the flags out when the... When the World Cup starts. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, like, what's For the World Cup. I know. And it's just so interesting to me. Yeah, it's cool. But I honestly, I don't think of... I can see any other country in the world that's, like, as patriotic. There might be some countries who are patriotic about certain subjects, Mm -hmm. you know, but... Like, generally speaking, American people are very patriotic. Yeah. And I think that the view that Portuguese people or Europeans have on it is just like, oh, you're so obnoxious. They're always talking yeah. about it. We got it, guys. We love your country. Yeah. Great. Keep it yeah. to yourself. But it is good. It is good to show that patriotism, right? And to yeah. show that you, you love where you're from. Yeah. So. I'm going to be honest with you. In the Stadium of Fire, so BYU has, like, the celebration for the 4th of July is the Stadium of Fire. They do, like, a whole thing. They had a lady sing the national anthem. And, like, the planes, you know, the, what is it, the, the J-16, the, yes, the, 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 the big whatever. jets, yeah. mm-hmm. the military jets. I almost cried. I got, like, chills. Aww. I got chills. Because, like, you need, to, like, a whole stadium stands up. The lady starts singing. Everyone, like, hand on the chest. Like, it was crazy. And I was just standing, right? Because, like, and I was just, I was like, oh, my gosh. This is, like, cr-. I got chills. I was about to cry. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Like, I've never experienced something like this, you know? It, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. It's definitely a mindset, you know? But, yeah. No, yeah, I agree with that. It's a cultural yeah. shock. But I think it's a good cultural shock. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know. And it, I do agree there needs to be some balance, right? There, It's really good to love your country, but when that surpasses certain other things who are more important, um, that can be dangerous, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and sometimes I do feel like when taken to the extreme, when you love your com- country too much, you kind of, like, start treating maybe other countries is like less than mm-hmm. you, like seeing them as less. Mm-hmm. And that might be a danger, right? Mm-hmm. There needs to be some balance, but loving your country is always good, especially if your country depends on the balance, which is the case. Yeah, I agree. And I also feel like, and people have their opinions too, but like the U.S., there's a lot of cultures in here too. Mm-hmm. Like we're from Portugal, but like there's a bunch of other people that come from like everywhere in the world, honestly. I mean, it is the country of immigrants, right? Yeah, exactly. The whole exactly. history of the, yeah. the country is just people yeah. from everywhere else coming here and yeah. there's not a like a I guess a national identity like the value to defend is probably the national identity mm-hmm. but other than that yeah you will come from all over all over the place yeah um, yeah so yeah what do you miss the most from Portugal like what's the oof that's a rough one um I don't know if you agree with me on this but I miss I food that yes. has to be top three one hundred percent um while American food is good because of just the variety of food you have here from like mm-hmm. all different places. But it can get a little bit old, especially because you feel like you're eating artificial food a lot mm-hmm. or processed food. Uh, so that's, that would be one of them. Second would be being able to express myself with certain slangs that there's not an equivalent translation. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like the only way I can express myself fully uh, in certain aspects is either with you, because you know those slangs, yeah. or with my brother. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And in English, there's not the exact, exact same way, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I'm speaking Portuguese to my family, I want to say something in English because there's not a specific way said it in Portuguese. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that? Is it like... 
Yeah. Do you I, think in Portuguese? Do you think in English? That's a hard. That's another whole other topic that we can do <laughs> in this part. But I feel like, well, in, I'm married with Matthew, so I spend my most like most of the time with Matthew, and Matthew knows Portuguese. For those who don't know, so I feel like like words sometimes that I forget in English are the same Portuguese, and Matthew knows what I'm saying. You know. So that definitely helps me. Sometimes I need to like tell him what it is and then I teach him what it is, you know, but it's fine. But yeah, I feel like, yes, but when I talk to my family sometimes, like I completely forget words in Portuguese. And I'm mm -hmm. like, how do, and Matthew hears me and he tells me the word in Portuguese. And I'm like, how do you know more than I do? Because <laughs> he, like, he reads the dictionary for those who don't know. I know. He reads that as a book. I like, know. It's, it's not meant to be read that way. <laughs> You're supposed to consult it. I know. When you have a question, you don't I read know. that. Cover to cover. I know. That's weird. And it's funny because sometimes he comes to me and he tells me like random words in Portuguese. He's like, you know what that means? And no I'm one like, does. No and, one and, does. I'm, and I'm like, is that Portuguese world? And he's like, yeah. He goes and like he looks it up and I'm like, see? And I'm like, what? how do you know that? But yeah, so I feel like... What is something that you miss? Other than like, I guess speaking it maybe, but what, what do you miss about Portugal? Portu yeah, definitely the food, like you said. Um... Just like I said to you, just the thing of like the way we approach each other sometimes. Because like if I go to someone in Portugal and be like, you suck, they're going to be like, okay, you suck too. And, and you're I'm, still friends. Yeah. You can still love each yeah. other. Yeah. And you're not going to cry and not going to be like, okay, I'm going to, okay. So like work environment. Like, okay, so, everyone get ready. She's about to bash America. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not like, it's funny because actually my team, because sorry, we're the language team. So like we have like people from all over the world kind of you know and like where they have been in like other places but um like working environment sometimes stuff that happens it might also be because we work for BYU but it's the thing of what you're saying like everyone's trying to be too nice sometimes I'm like if you do this important we'll be like out of here already <laughs> you know what I mean and sometimes I, I miss that I'm like people need to be like straightforward with the things they're saying like I don't like me saying you did this wrong doesn't mean like I don't like you You know, it just says, like, you did this wrong, you need to fix this. You know, like, I do mm -hmm. not have to deal with your mistakes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Miscommunication happens because people are not willing to be upfront. And yeah. just say things as they are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you can, say, you can say things in a blunt way, still in a kind and loving way. Yeah. Those two can come together. Mm -hmm. Right? I think it's yeah. a misconception. People sometimes think, oh, if I just say it as it is, then they're going to think I'm rude. Yeah. No, you can still exactly. be nice as you say it, but you just say it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I miss the most too. It's like this approach of like, I know in Portugal I can be completely 100%, you know, with people. And I know they're not, or if they're going to be offended, they're going to be like, hey, I got offended. They're not going to be like passive aggressive with me for like two weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, like, come on, just like communicate. It's fine. You know, just communicate like how, so yeah, I think that's one of the things I miss the most too. It's just like, because every time I'm here, I'm like, I need to like think of like how do I approach this or do I approach this you know mm -hmm. or like how do I approach this the way that like they like it you know and I'm just like ugh it just like takes so much so much easier I know if you just I know I just get tired of thinking you know so I'm just like okay whatever I'm not just I'm just mm -hmm. not gonna say anything you know but I'm like ugh it kills me inside because I'm just like, holding oh. it just like ugh. I know I know so yeah I think that's one of the things I miss the most too mm -hmm. like yeah I miss one thing that I miss is getting together with a group of friends and the first thing that comes out of the mouth is a roast towards me. I love that so much. I know. And that does not happen here. When you get together with some friends, you're oh, I love the way you're dressed. Oh, I love what you did. It's like, thank you. Can you say something negative for once? I know, I know. <laughs> it's just funny because like, yeah. Yes. Like, it's a way to express, the way we have to express our love and appreciation for someone yeah. is to roast them. I, and it's kind of weird because like even now that I'm married with Matthew, you know, like it's a completely different culture. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I do things and Matthew goes like, why are you doing that? Or like, why are you saying that? And I'm like, I'm like, I don't mean it as like wrong. It's just like, I'm just like, it's fun, I guess, you know? So like he, sometimes he does it. And although he knows a lot of the culture, you know, sometimes I have to explain him like, it's just like, it's a joke. It's yes, not, you gotta explain the sarcasm, the irony. Yeah. It's, sometimes they, they take a little bit to grasp that, because yeah. yeah, they 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 use they do use sarcasm but in a different way. I think Portugal and in Europe as a whole, mm -hmm. we say things with a very very straight face. Yeah, but it's not meant to be what the words are saying. I know. Yeah, and if you're not used to that kind of conversation, mm -hmm. then you're just. Confused, yeah. yeah, and I understand why they're confused, right? Because you're not used to that. Yeah, and But. even yeah, I remember like my work friends. I have a friend Melissa. I think she's gonna listen to this. Another shout out. I know. Sometimes 
I say stuff or like text messages, you know, like I text stuff and she just starts laughing or like we're in the same groups, you know, and like she starts laughing. I'm like, what are you laughing at? She's like, I just think it's so funny that you don't actually realize that like this might be rude. And I'm like, I'm like, do you think this is rude? So sometimes I check with her. I'm like, do you think this is rude? And she's like, it's all savage, but you know, I know. And I'm like, and I'm like, but why? She's like, it's just, no one would say that, you know, but she's like, Hey, but do it. I'm going to laugh. You know? So it's just funny that I'm Mm -hmm. like, it's so interesting to me. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Cause sometimes I'm like, did I do something wrong? Like, cause I generally do not understand. It's just the way I am. You know, like you say, it's just the way we are. Like we just yeah. go for it. Like we don't. You don't care. think about it, but when people say it, it's like that was rude. I'm like, was it really? I know. I know. I was yeah. like, I was like, rude. You've never been with my grandma. Yeah, you don't know what rude like, is. What are you wearing? <laughs> you look fat on that. You know, yeah, you're just, just like, straight up. I know. Straight up. And you're like, oh, thanks, grandma. She's like, go change it. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. You know, so it's just like it's. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think it's interesting. Okay, so other than food, white people talk. What is something you miss? Do you miss like, I guess the weather or the beach? The beach. Yes, a lot. Yeah. Do you go to a beach? The beach I like right now. Um. Yeah. It's for, like summer, you know, and like not a lot, a lot, but like my parents would always like schedule a week or two that we would go to like Algarve, right? Mm-hmm. I miss that. The it's south. Just, like, and even like, but actually, the vacation mindset that they have here and in Portugal, in Portugal, I feel like we take vacation to relax. Here, it's like let's go to Disneyland, let's go hike, let's go. They, it's non-stop. I feel like Americans don't have a like vacation that they like just sit in the beach like getting tanned. You know, <laughs> like here is just like yes, let's go do this. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. You know, and I'm just like, I'm like, can we just like sit down? <laughs> like you know, like I'll do in Algarve. I feel like that's something that I miss. You're just like the vacation perspective. It's actually to relax, and we don't have to explore the world in like two weeks. That's but it's fair. kind of fun to to do mm-hmm. it but just like you need breaks in between. yeah you need i think all kinds of vacation can be nice right i i mean there are some americans like go to the caribbean and like mexico cancun or yeah um hawaii hawaii yeah. and they do enjoy the beach and things like that so it does it does depend i feel like uh, but they do like to explore especially disneyland and universal studios yeah. whatever that i mean like. we're, we're gonna go this summer which i'm super excited but like i told matthew but like i want to go every semester break we would have i know families go like every semester break to disneyland it must be really cool, huh? I know, but I'm like, why? I'm sure it is. You can't be. You, <laughs> you can't know? go wrong with Disneyland. The place sounds amazing. Yeah, I don't know, but it's just interesting to me. There's not that like break like we would have, you know, like that vacation of like, yeah, like my parents would just schedule like a, a apartment, an apartment for like two weeks that would have swimming pool and you the just beach go there like and five minutes, and that's all we do. We, 9 a.m. in the morning, we would go to the beach. We would stay until 12 p.m. But obviously, you wouldn't get tired of that routine of, like, every single day doing the same thing for two weeks. Not really, because really? it's fun. So, wait, but wait. I mean, for the first few days, sure. But, like, after a while, don't you just, like, okay, let's try something No, new. because my goal is to get tanned. So, I would go and do that, you know. You always have the goal. I don't think so. My dad, yes. My dad gets bored after a week. Okay, that's So, fair. yeah, I feel like it depends on the person, too. Yeah, like I, I feel like beach... Vacation is great to relax, mm-hmm. but after a week, it's like, okay, it's been good. Let's do something yeah, else. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, my dad does get bored. So yes, I think it's a personality bored. thing as well. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm way more like, oh, yeah, I'm fine just laying here, just watching my shows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. But that's another thing, the beach. Yeah. Especially here in Utah. Of course, if like if we were California, in like, California, Florida, yeah, it would be different, but... Do you have anything else that you miss besides? Uh, and of course, family. But yeah, I, I do miss the proximity with other places to visit, like mm, other places good. in Europe. Mm-hmm. Here, it is. I mean, it's a big. Or place. even in Portugal. Oh yes, totally. Like something you can do like on a weekend. Something mm-hmm. that like many friends do all the time. Like okay, Friday night, catch a flight to like Milan mm-hmm. and just go to Italy for like two days, explore it, and then yeah. come back because flights are so cheap. Yeah. You can do that kind of thing, but here, start getting pricey. Those, yeah. Yeah. Those small trips right just because tickets are generally more expensive mm-hmm. so i feel like those kind of things just spontaneous going and doing something mm-hmm. doesn't happen as much here but there's other things you can do there's a lot of nature to explore so yeah. many hiking places and you feel like hiking, lakes. Though. i'm not a big fan of hiking i mean i've been doing it more with matthew and matthew's been showing me like see it doesn't have to be that bad but i'm like why do people hike <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think no, they but it is probably look is, for the view. That's probably it. Yeah, no, it it's is probably, really probably, pretty. Oh, I yeah. was going to say that. It's really pretty. So that's a good thing. 
but yeah, I don't it's, know. But it's, it's such a Utah thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do have a lot of oh, yeah. really pretty hiking places, so that's probably why. Mm-hmm. But did you ever go hiking growing up? I don't think I ever did. No, no. We would go on walks, but it's yeah, not the so same like, thing. Walks in the city, you go to the cafe, you sit yeah. there, eat a pastry, and then go back home. I know, yeah. Or just walk around. Yeah, or just walk around. Lisbon, but, and I was, but, yeah. but it's in the city still. It's, yeah. You can go up in the nature. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that too. Within Portugal, I live in Liria, right? That is kind of like the center of Portugal. In three, maybe two and, a half, two and a half hours, I could be in Porto, like where Hafa kind of lives, you know? Like easy, and you could mm-hmm. spend like the whole day there, and then come back. Like here, for you to go to California, if you want to drive. Oh, it's a week experience, kind of. It's so I far mean, away. Yeah, it's not California is not that bad because you know Matthew, we've done it before. Where he lives is like twelve hours away from here, but still, like twelve hours would be That's... in Spain. Oh, twelve France, hours you can get almost. to almost Paris. I know, it's like France, across Portugal, all Portugal, all of Spain. I know, and kind of half. France. Yeah, and then that's why I'm like, that's one of the things I miss. Just like be Proximity. within the same country, just be able cause to like go somewhere else. Because here for you to go difference. anywhere else is just like a while. Yeah, but gas is so cheap here, so good. I know it is cheaper, but still. You know, but I don't know if you want to be stuck in a car for like twelve hours yeah. to go to California. And they, they love they love road trips. I've never done like anything like any ride longer than like six hours. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a great fan of road trips. So I yeah. mean, maybe one day, maybe one day. But yeah, they love it's such American experience. Like, yeah, it's road trip and it's just I a know. fun thing to do. Yeah. I think we grew up just like, oh, if it's farther than like three, four hours, you fly there. Yeah. Or you, yeah. you know. Which I feel like some of them do that here too. Like well, now we, we fly to California all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know. Yeah, it probably depends on the size of the family. If it's yeah. a big family, probably not because it gets expensive. But yeah, it's just true. One That's or, true. One or two people. Yeah, it's just one or two. Yeah. What is something that you dislike from the US? I mean, we've kind of talked about this, but... Well, you're going to get ready for some triggered people after this. <laughs> no, I love the U.S. Let me preface with that. Let me sugarcoat a little bit. The, mm-hmm. the Utah thing. Yeah, exactly. So I love the U.S., but... But, yes. <laughs> no, I love the U.S. It's, it's a great place. Of course, like any other country, there is no perfect place, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're not in heaven. So mm-hmm. every country has their, their own issues. Uh, I think the U.S. has problems like any others. and. Mm-hmm. Like Portugal does. Yeah, like Portugal does. Germany does. Oh, every country has problems. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to go into politics and there's political issues that that are evident, right? Mm -hmm. But I'd probably say one thing that I feel like the U.S. could learn from Portugal or Europe as a whole is that work should be a means to an end. You should Mm -hmm. work to be able to enjoy life and not work becoming your life, if it makes sense. Do you feel that here? I feel like... I mean, we're in college, so I feel like that's not a reality yet mm-hmm. as much. But, uh, I mean, America as a whole is the, has the mindset of working, working, working mm-hmm. for the sake of money yeah. and not for the sake of being able to spend time with your family because you're comfortable or being able to do things that you like to do because of that. Mm-hmm. And the culture can become a little bit too much when it comes to just focusing on work for the sake of having a large bank account. Yeah, which makes sense too, though, because things are expensive here. Education's yes. expensive, yes. health is expensive, how you know, so I but I understand what you're yes. saying. I'm not saying that working is bad. I working is very important. I'm yeah. a business major. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I love money, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there needs to be a balance, right? Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't focus too much on work, then we're leaving our families behind or yeah. you're not enjoying vacation time with your kids because of because you know, of working. Of working. Yeah, yeah. Or Interesting. Getting home too late. I feel yeah. like it's such an American thing to like getting home after your kids are have gone to bed. That is so interesting, though, because that happened to me. Really? Yeah. Because my dad was, like, a truck driver, too. But but even now that he's not, like, growing up, my dad sometimes would go home at, like, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. It's also because, like, he owns the company. Okay, so that's the... But I feel like that's the odd case. I feel like the vast majority of people is not the case. Probably not, yeah. I, mean, I, I just, feel like talking yeah. to friends, I feel like most of them, what parents would be done is working, yeah, like, like, five or six. Five, yeah, yeah, five to six, yeah. But then at the same time, I feel like here they have more flexibility with work. You know what I mean? It's just like if you have kids, at least as a woman, if you have kids, like they let you work from home or like, oh, yeah, you can leave during this time to go pick up your kids. You know, mm-hmm. my boss, like she has five kids. She leaves like around like two, three to go pick up the kids. And then she works remote until like five, six. Mm-hmm. In Portugal, you cannot do that with kids. Mm-hmm. You know, with this flexibility of yeah, like. Yeah, flexibility. 
Like, yes, you would have work, but like, if you have to leave, it's okay. Yeah, I do feel like Utah is also a true a, a bubble of its own. Yes, right? it is. People are very family centric here. It is. So, and many people have a bunch of kids. Employers are very. Yeah, yeah. so people are considerate to that. No, I agree. Yeah. But I feel like if you go to other parts of the United States where like it's not York, as yeah, yeah, it's not a focus. And even if you even if we don't know the bigger places, right? Yeah. If you go to yeah. other states like I don't know Arizona, Texas, mm-hmm. smallerish, I guess. Mm-hmm. There, I mean. They they do respect that, but it's definitely very different in Utah. And it's yeah. probably no, I agree. Uh, very work, 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 work. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess that's we'll one thing. To... What do you what do you think? What is something that do you dislike? And I'm gonna make sure Matthew hears about this. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about some stuff already. So many to pick, or so few to pick. That's I don't know because I feel like we've talked a little bit about it too. I think I had something in my mind, but I forgot. Um, I mean, I don't know if I dislike this or not, though. But maybe the education system is kind of biased because I'm an education <laughs> major and everything. So you probably know more about it. Yeah, but I just feel like I, and it's 50-50. I like the fact that here it's the whole thing of like you go for a bachelor's, but like you're still free to switch it around anytime you want, mm-hmm. you know? You know, in Portugal, this is way harder to do. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I'm like, but you spent like your first year doing generals and you just came from high school. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, why are you doing generals if you just did high school? Yeah, don't get me started on American educational system prior to college. There is a lot of stereotypes in Europe about Americans yeah. and not knowing yeah. stuff. Yeah, but you know what I mean? I'm just like, it's that, like, I like it that you're very, like, the generals is good because then you can switch majors whenever you want, oh, yeah. you know? And you always have that base. And that's, I, th- I feel like that's what Portugal's missing. You know? Yeah, because there, just for like for people who don't know, in Portugal, mm-hmm. when you get into college, you pick your major straight, like when you get in. Yeah, and, so even, and even high school. High yes, school, you use... You start like funneling into one specific area a lot, way early on. Yeah. While here, you kind of choose your two years into college and you can still change if you want. Yeah, but then you have the whole general thing and you just came from high school. And it's not like high school is like us. That is just like, oh, yeah, you get into 10th grade and you need to choose humanities, science, economy, or whatever, you know? It's like, you just did generals in high school, too. Why are you doing generals again? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, because if you have to choose, I would be like, okay, I understand why they're making you do generals now. But high school is still generals, too. Yeah, it's that's like, what I don't understand. Because And you end up, what ends up happening is that you have bachelors who take you four years, sometimes even longer, to finish. Yeah. And, I mean, every country in Europe, you get a bachelor's in three years. Yeah. And the reason why is that because we don't take generals. generals because those things are assumed that you learn in high school. Yeah. Right? And here, I feel like, I don't know, I've never gone through high school in the U.S., so I wouldn't know 100%. But I, the idea, I feel like, it's like high school is more of an experience and less of a learning place. Do you know they take mental health days? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, kids can take mental health days if they're not feeling good to go to school. Who decides that? Is it the kid? I th- I th- I'm not sure, but I think it's the kid. I feel like confused, like the kid and, and the parents just go if the He's school tired. if the school asks what's going on. There's you can say I think you can say oh they're taking mental health day. I mean, they can be good if he's actually going through something, but I feel like I there's mean, a lot of kids who would just I'm going on vacation with my parents. No, yeah, and, but day. like when I heard about this, I was blown because I was like, if I were in school, my mom would like beat me up probably. <laughs> she would be oh, like, wow. she would be like, why are you trying to miss school? You know, only if I was really sick. Mental like, health just men up. <laughs> men up. And, uh, yeah, it's just interesting, you know. So yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. But I definitely feel like, I mean, when you talk to people about high school, what's something you love about high school? Oh, I love the prom. I love all the dances. I know. And we I love like, any football. Of that. And like, what do I love about the high school? I studied and I had I good know. grades. And I went to the degree I wanted in college. Yeah, but still, but I studied, I had good grades, but I was still dying because I was trying to keep my, you know, GPA to get into college. Yeah, high school for us is like, honestly, I feel like, I felt like for me. You start, like, you actually have to study. Yeah. You actually have to work in high school. Yeah. No offense to anyone. And for me, like, high school was way harder than college in Portugal. Way harder. My teachers made it like they were like, yeah, this is a preparation for college, college is even harder than this. And maybe it was because I went to education major too. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was more project-based. So it wasn't like as bad as like exams and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is so much easier than high school. I cannot believe that like in high school I was freaking out about college, you know. Mm-hmm. But it definitely prepared me. Because like if I felt like I had a easier high school, 
and then I would go to college. It's easier think, for you once yeah. you're in college. Oh, for sure. I'm like, I'm glad high school was this hard, was like that hard. Because mm-hmm. in college, I was like, oh, I have a method. I know how to do this. I know my study method. I can do this 100%. Yes. You know? Yes. I totally agree. And I do feel like in the US, they focus a lot more, especially once you're into college. I mean, college experience, you're right. I've been loving it so far. I think like in Portugal, there's a lot of a culture like, let's make it hard just for the sake of making it hard. Yeah. No reason for it. It's just yeah. like, so the system worked from zero to 20. So there's some letter system. It's uh, zero to 20 and past a certain grade, past a 16, higher than that, it's virtually impossible to get it Yeah. because professors in college assume that if you have a grade like that, they're going to be seen as not teaching it well, or like they're going to yeah. be seen as like they're making it easy for the students. Mm-hmm. So there's this idea of making it like the hardest it is, the better. Yeah. Which here is totally not it, right? Yeah. You can get which an is, A. You can totally nice. get an A. Which is nice. And many people get A's. Yeah, yeah. In Portugal, I remember my sociology teacher one time, she told me, it was my first year too, it was like sociology of education. She was like, okay, my class, no one gets above 15. So she was like, so 15 should be your 20 for you. And I got 15. And I was like, but this is ridiculous. I was so it's ridiculous. Mad. So, what, was what, so why, is, why is the scale to I know, 20 I know. if you can only get a 15? I know. But, no but then I had the other teachers that would give me straight up 20. But you know what one of my teachers told me, though? She gave me a straight up 20. She was like, you know what's stupid is that I have to justify with the university why I'm giving you a 20. See, that's so And I'm like, I'm like, really? She did it and I got it. But it I makes was no just sense. Like, like, what is going why on? Why is the scale to 20 if you can only give it a up to a 15. 19 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And make the scale to 19. I, but then they would have to justify why it would have yeah. to be 19. It's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. So yeah. here, yeah, definitely America gets the, the dub on this one. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll give it to the US. But high school, I mean, I mean, you know, none mm-hmm. of the stereotypes like, oh, ask him any geography question to an American and yeah, you know, they're not gonna know about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when I moved here, I'm from Portugal. Oh, Brazil's so fun! I'm like, ah. Oh, like, oh how is it down there? Oh, we're like, oh, do you speak Spanish? I'm like, Portugal, Portugal. And they're like, oh, I thought he was from Brazil. And I'm like, where do you think Brazilians learn from? And they're like, oh my gosh, Portugal, I know. Portuguese. I know. No? And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And it is a small country, so we'll give you, we'll, we'll give it to them on that. But like, even like other things, just like yeah. guys, come on. Yeah, not, not all of them, though. Yeah, not all of them. I feel like Matthew's very culturally. Oh, yeah, yeah. All totally. Matthew's family, honestly. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just Good. interesting. Shout out to mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, father-in-law, sister-in-law. No, I'm <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, any last things you'd like to add? Like, I mean, I, I just, know. I feel like just people in general, like, the world is a, the world is a smaller place nowadays, right? So, people just live all over the place, whether you're from Portugal, from the USA, from anywhere else, people end up moving. Well, you just we just need to be flexible and be able to learn from each other's cultures. And if we're able to, I guess, be humble a little bit and learn from each other, we'll realize that there's good and bad things from every place and mm-hmm. grow to be better people. But USA rocks, Portugal rocks, and yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to go back. I'm stuck oh, yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. All right, thank you. Of course. Okay, bye bye.